All right, Ch- uh, James chapter 1. Let's get out our Bibles. I'm going to put it up on the screen for you, but get, get out your Bibles anyway for me. James chapter 1, we've been here for a while. Everybody's going through a trial. We're all going through something. If you weren't going through something last week, you're probably going through something this week. Probably even if you went through something last week, you're probably going through something this week. And it says to consider it all joy when we face various trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience, produces endurance. And if we need help in the middle of our, in the middle of our trial, we can ask for wisdom. And if we ask for wisdom, we should believe we're going to get wisdom. That God gives wisdom liberally and without reproach. He doesn't make us feel bad for asking. But that if we don't believe, if we don't expect, that we're just like the way, a wave of the sea getting tossed to and fro. But that we need to expect. And it says that the person that doesn't believe, that doesn't expect, is not going to receive anything. So we need to ask and we need to expect. How many here is going through something? How many here needs wisdom, needs favor, needs breakthrough? Well, we need to ask for help, and we need to expect that help to come. Amen? Anybody get up this morning and see the real pretty sun, sunrise? Man, was that beautiful, coming through some, some different clouds? It, it was just one of those bizarre moments. I was just seeking the Lord, the Lord, uh, and all of a sudden on the message on XM Radio, uh, uh, Christian Music, it talked about... Uh, uh, um, what's the word? Learning to be the light. Whoa, whoa, I'm learning. Anyway, as he was singing that, he talked about a sunrise. The moment I saw the sunrise. Now, things happen, you know. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in the presence of the Lord, and I believe that he can speak to me right at the right time. And it was one of those moments that I needed the light, I saw the light, I heard the light, I felt the light. And you know what? You know what I'm expecting this morning? I'm expecting the light. And God wants us to come in here expecting. And I'm expecting with you for you to be changed today. Today is a change day. Amen. You don't have to amen that. It's what I feel like the Lord's given me. So I'm going to give it to you anyway. All right? All right. I do want to say uh, rather quickly this morning we are... We are uh, kind of um, re-energizing our usher ministry. And if you have had a desire to serve as an usher, we'd like to invite you this morning, 9.30, here in the sanctuary for one of our first meetings. Uh, that'll happen uh, immediately following service. Uh, Brother Ken Walden and myself will be leading that meeting, so we would love to invite you. All right, James chapter 1. We're on uh, verse um, 22. Now, do you remember from last week? Man, there's basketball on every time you turn the TV on. Almost every channel now. You can't watch a movie anymore. They're all, they're all filled with basketball. Um, got to see Murray State get put out. Got to see Vanderbilt get put out. A lot of the teams I was interested in got put out yesterday. And no matter how much I cheered, I had no impact on the game. You know, there's two types of people at a game. There's the players and there's the spectators. There's the viewers and there's the doers. Right? I was a viewer. I was not a doer. I was sitting in the bleachers watching, literally sitting in the bleachers in my home. You know, maybe I might cheer, maybe I might encourage the players, but I do not make a material difference in the outcome of the game. James chapter 1, right here at the end of James chapter 1, he says, be doers, not hearers only. Be doers, not just hearers. Viewers, James chapter 1, verse 22. Let's look at that. 
But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing in his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, is one who will be blessed in what he does. Verse 26. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Amen. Uh, Mikey, we're going to read that again. James chapter 1 verse 22 through verse 27 in the message translation at the end. Not now, at the end. If you don't mind, leave my stuff up there. But at the end, I should have told you earlier. If you'll put, there we go. All right. Christianity has become a spectator sport. Most believers are not in the game. All they think they need to do is just show up to church every once in a while. Come to watch the show, maybe cheer on the players who are actually doing the work. To be a doer of the word means that you are not just a viewer, you are a participant. You are on the court taking part in the contest. Um, yesterday, my son and I, we, my whole family went out for a walk. And we do that every now and then, and it's kind of a comical thing to see our whole family. We've got six of us. And if you can imagine, in our little, uh, little back roads, you know, a car meets us, they, they're going to have to dodge because we got a lot of people on the road. It's not like a couple. It's not like me and Elizabeth. It's all of us. And Pete wanted to race me. And I didn't want to race him. <laughs> I wanted to be a viewer, not a doer. But he wanted to race me. And I, it felt like everyone was cheering me on, but they weren't cheering me on. They were cheering Pete on. And I'll leave it there. We did race. I'm not going to tell you the outcome, but, but um, it was good. Yeah, if you get that. Okay. But anyway, I couldn't be a viewer for long. He kept bugging me until I was a doer. Now, I'll tell you, when I got back to the house, I wished I was a viewer and not a doer. I was, I was hurting. <laughs> but Christianity is, has become a spectator sport. Can I tell you something? It's the doers that win the prize, not the viewers. It's the doers who win the game. It's those who actually do the work of God, who do the word of God, who are participating in the work of God, who make the difference in the world. Now, we just read, we just saw, if you were reading as we were going through the scripture, we saw some of the qualities of the hearer only. And last week, that's what we looked at, the hearer only, that they're deceived, that they forget, they can't remember, they miss it. It doesn't stick with them. Well, today we're going to look at the doer, and we're going to finish James chapter 1. So let's look at the doer. What about the doer? Number one, the doer looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty. Now, I want you to catch something. Through James, and we've been spending quite a bit of time in James, up until now, James has referred to the Word of God as the Word That's all he has said is the word. But here in verse 25, he defines it differently. He calls it the perfect law, the law of liberty. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Now, so many times we hear the word law, 
And we may have a negative, may have placed a negative connotation in our mind about that. But not so here. When we think of the law, we may think of bondage. But you know what? The perfect law of God, which James speaks of here, is the law that brings freedom. It's the law of liberty. The doer is one who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. That leads me on to the next one. Number one, the doer looks into the word. Number two, what else does the doer do? He perseveres in the word. Let's read the scripture again from a different translation. It says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and perseveres. God loves someone who will persevere. God does not like a quitter. God does not like you to get started and drop the ball and quit and run home with your toys and not play anymore. He wants you to stay engaged. He wants you to stay on the field. He wants you to have victory. Are you going to face trials in your game? Yes, you are. But the ultimate, the end, the end is victory if we stay with it. I love to play a game to work hard to do good and win. Does anybody else? I like to win. Does anybody else like to win? Elizabeth and I had an argument about me and Pete racing, and I made the comment, I will win at all costs. <laughs> Even against my own son, I got my, all my kids and my wife cheering against me. Well, I finally found someone who would cheer for me, and that was my mother. She would cheer for me. Had everybody else against me. How many of you feel like in the fight that you're in, in the trial that you're in, that everybody's against you? Can I tell you, God is for you. God is for you. And the doer looks into the word. The, the scripture we read just a minute ago looks into the law of liberty and continues in it. Another way to phrase that, another translation, if you go to the Greek, it says, look into the law of liberty and persevere. Do you remember that count, counting all our trials joy, knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience or produces endurance? As our faith is tested, our endurance is increased. It produces endurance. What does that endurance produce? It produces the ability to do, not only to do, but to finish. God wants to equip you with the ability to do, to endure, so that you'll finish. God equips you to finish. He's not the starter of your faith. He's the finisher of your faith. He wants to get you to the end. Hallelujah. That's good. The doer of the word is not someone who looks into the word just for a season of life. Have you ever had that time, maybe when you were first saved, maybe when you were a child, maybe when you were in college, that you spent a lot of time studying the word? Or maybe you went to a retreat and you came home on fire. You were in the word, you really felt it. Man, you were ready to really change your life. Or maybe you went through a hard trial that led you back to the word, led you back to church, led you back to serving God, that drove you back to the word day after day. But the question is, are you persevering in the Word? Are you enduring in the Word? Is the Word something to you that it takes something dramatic to get you back into it and you stay into it just for a little while and then you fall back out? The doer perseveres in the Word. 
It says that he looks into the law of liberty and continues in it. Amen? When the trials fade, when life gets busier, are you going to stick with the word? So number one, the doer looks into the law of liberty. Number two, the doer uh, perseveres in the word. Number three, what does the doer do? The doer acts. The doer acts. It sounds redundant, doesn't it? The doer acts. I mean, we're doing. We are doing. What does it say in James chapter 1, verse 25? But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. Church, I'm trying, I'm trying very hard um, as your pastor to help position you for breakthrough. Um, yeah, I, I, I know that it, it, it seems like the coined response for the, for the pastor to try to get you to do the, the word of God. It is, it should be. But your blessing sits in front of you and I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove it to you. Today we're going to prove the Word of God, that, that if you do the Word of God, you're going to be blessed. All right, it's God's Word. Number one, we've got to believe that God's Word is true. All of it. If we believe that, now we've got to walk it out. We've got to apply it to prove that it's true. Do you know God likes to prove Himself? God likes to be proven. God likes to show you His character that He's faithful. He wants a chance to work in your life. The doer acts, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. I think that James is being intentionally redundant, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. Let let me rephrase it like this, being no hearer of forgetfulness, but a doer of work. Can, Can you see that forgetfulness is in direct opposition to doing, to acting? It's the, it's the hearer who forgets, but the doer who gets it done. A hearer only can't get done because he forgets it. But it's the doer. Do you remember last week we talked about if you were trained, if someone shows you how to do it, you'll remember it better than if someone shows you themselves how to do it. It, it, it. You know, when someone's teaching me, I don't like someone to, for them to do it for me. I like to, for them to show me how to do it. Let me get my hands on it. Because when I do, I have a better chance of not forgetting. That's scriptural. The hearer who forgets, but the doer, doer's actions are profoundly impacted by the word. As the word changes our heart, it's inevitable that those changes would start to take place in all facets of our life. Not just in one little section. You know, as we start to do the, wor- do the Word, when we start to apply the Word of God to our life, we'll not only just start to apply it to our um, emergency situations, we'll start to apply it in all of our life. It's like applying an app in your phone or an app in your life. It doesn't just stay compartmentalized to one section. It starts to affect our whole life. Men, we have a little bit more of a tendency to be compartmentalized, but I can tell you that when I started to to get into the Word and genuinely um, apply it to my life, it affected my whole life. Um, My intention was for it to affect my marriage and my children, 
and it wound up affecting my whole life. When I started to apply the Word of God to my life, I didn't do it because I knew I was going to become a worship pastor or a pastor. I did not know. I knew that I wasn't happy with the way that I was being in my home. So I started applying it to my life. It was Dwight Henry who was preaching. If y'all were here Wednesday night, I preached on uh, the Lord's Prayer. And he had preached on the Lord's Prayer, and he also preached on the Prayer of Jabez. Well, I took both of those and started applying those to my marriage and to my kids every day. And it not only affected my relationship with my marriage and my kids, but it, reflect, it, it affected my whole life. We will act differently. Our choices will be different. We'll use our money differently. We'll spend our time differently. You know, it says that faith, faith without doing, faith without works is dead. God says in his own word, you've got to take the word, the faith that gets increased in you through your trials, and you've got to do, because if you don't do with that faith, that faith is dead. James chapter 2, verse 17. This is where we're going to go next week. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith acts. Doers act. All right. Last one. Number four. What is, what's, the, what's the quality of a doer? He's blessed. The doer is blessed. Not the hearer only. The doer. Let's take a look at it. James chapter 1 verse 25. Y'all notice we've just stayed in this one scripture. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Anybody looking for a blessing? I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy. What does it say? If you will hear my work and obey my commands, these blessings will find you and overtake you. What were the blessings? I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. These blessings will come and find you if you will hear God's word and obey it. We want the blessing without the obeying. Isn't that what we fight as a child? We want the reward without the obedience. Man, am I, am, I, am I hitting home? Hmm. I, can I tell you? God wants you blessed. I want you blessed. I want you blessed. I want to be blessed. Do you remember what it said in James chapter 1, verse 12? If you've got your Bibles open, flip back to it. It says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. What is that steadfast? Perseverance. Sticking with it. And here it's the doer who's blessed. Jesus said the same thing in Luke chapter 11, verse 28. I'm going to get there eventually. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and what? And keep it. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Let's read it one more time. James chapter 1, verse 25. 
But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues it continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what? In what he does. He is blessed in his doing. No doing, no blessing. No ticky no washy. He's blessed in what he did. C- can y'all catch that? If you didn't do, there's nothing to bless. He's blessed in what he does. Without the doing, there's nothing to be blessed. It's in the doing that gets blessed. Mm, that's good. The word blessed is a very meaningful word. You know what it means? The, the, the meaning is it refers to deep spiritual commitment and joy. Deep. A deep blessing. Not some little, um, y'all are going to laugh at me, not a five cent piece of gum that lasts you about to the time you get to the car. Now that's a blessing. I bless your kids when they go out with a piece of gum, but that lasts about to the car. God's blessing will last. It's deep joy. It's not an instant gratification that doesn't last. It's deep, deep joy. Who needs deep joy? I need joy. I don't know about you, but I need joy. This blessing that we receive as we humbly receive the word in our lives and put, this is what we get as we put this word into practice. As we continually repent of our sin and trust that in Christ and, the, and heed his commands of scripture and minister to the needy and pursue holiness and purity, what does it say? We will be truly blessed. Salvation leads to service. And do you know salvation is the starting position, not the ending position. You haven't arrived with salvation, you've started. You're on the field. We have deceived ourselves in believing that God's goal for church attendance is to just merely hear the word instead of experiencing transformation that results in life change. Oh, how I want God's blessing on my life. I pray for it. I desire it. I want God's blessing on my family. I want God's blessing on our church. You know how this will happen? By us doing the word. It's a promise. By us doing the word. Jesus said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. We will experience his power. We will see more of God working in us and through us. We will have the joy of being a part of the most exciting things going on in the universe. Let us not be hearers only who miss out on these blessings. But may we be a church of doers who are blessed in our doing. This morning, just encourage you to examine your heart. Are you a hearer only? Or are you a doer of the word? 
If your interaction with the Word of God is just on a surface level, level, if it's not reaching down and really changing your life, then you should fear for your soul. You're in a very frightening spiritual condition. It says right here, hearers only deceive themselves. They are deceived. Deceiving that hearing of the Word constitutes genuine Christianity. You need to see that the hearers only, that their religion, it says here in James chapter 1, their religion is useless. We need to look to Christ as our only hope of salvation. He is the one who can change your life from the inside out. Now I want to give you some very, very basic um, applications of how to do the word. And these are just things that as I was praying and as I was studying just popped into my mind. How do I do the word? You forgive. Up at the top. Up at the top. Forgive. Do you remember from Wednesday night? God forgive us as we forgive those whom we need to forgive. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. God, forgive us as we forgive. Do you see that there's a connection to God's forgiveness and our forgiveness? It says if we don't forgive, he doesn't forgive. Whether you know it or not, you need God's forgiveness. One way to God's forgiveness is to forgive our brother, our sister. The one who has done us wrong. What's another way? Confess sin. Repentance. What's repentance? It's recognizing that you've done something wrong between you and God. And it is telling God, God, this is what I've done. Lord, I turn from that. Please forgive me of that. And that's not it. You turn and you stop doing it. That is doing the word. What's another way to do the word? Work on anger. Work on your anger. Give to the poor. Give tithes. Catch this one. Bless your employer. Bless your boss. Be a blessing to him. Pray for him. Can I give you another one? Praise the Lord. That is a doer of the word. Praise the Lord. What's another one? Edify. Lift people up. Speak positively to people. Quit dragging people down. What's another way? Pray. Seek. Ask. Knock. Go looking in the word. Go looking for the spirit of God. What does it say? Run the race. Get in the race. What's another way to do the word? Serve. Serve in God's ministry, in the church, in the community. What's another way? Unity. Get together. Quit dividing and unite. Quit dividing and unite. Quit dividing at work. Quit dividing in your marriage. Quit dividing in your home. Quit dividing in your church. Unite. What is unity? It's giving up your way. 
for the sake of unity. Not them giving up their way to make you happy, you giving up your way. Mm, That's good. Humble yourself. That's scriptural. After reading, after reading the word, apply, install. A couple more. Tell the truth. So many people today have problems with lying. Stop. Satan is the father of lies. Stop lying. Do you have a lying tongue? Stop. You know the only way you can control your tongue? By the power of Jesus Christ. That's the only way. You can't, you can't tame the tongue without the Lord. Stop gossiping. Stop murmuring. Stop causing dissension, division. Stop arguing. Stop fighting. I had one of the funniest things happen last night. I'm not going to discuss it, but just in argument, just hearing people argue and how we justify arguing. How many of you would say in your family, that's just part of it. We just argue. We know how to argue. We're good at it. Nobody gets too mad, but we're good at arguing. Can I tell you who's who's the blessed? The peacemaker. Be a peacemaker. All right, I'm going to close right here. We're going to read from the message translation. James chapter 1, verse 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but letting the word of God word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later they have no idea who they are or what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it, is not distracted, not is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action, that person will find delight and affirmation in the action. Mm, it's good. Anyone who sets himself up as religious by talking a good game is self-deceived. This kind of religion is hot air and hot air only. Real religion, the kind that passes muster before God, the Father is this, reach out to the homeless and loveless in their plight and guard against corruption from the godless world. Let's be doers, church. Let's get in the word and let's do the word. Can we try that this week? Get in the word and do the word. Amen. Y'all stand up with me and let me pray over you. Father, I thank you that you're, you're trying to give us a blessing. You're trying to reach us right where you are, right where we are. Lord, you're so good that you, you'll, you'll take us right where we are. You'll take us just like we are. Warts and all. Sins and all. Dirt and all. You'll take us just like we are. But Lord, I'm thankful that as a good father would, he does not let us stay that way. He receives us into his arms, his loving arms, and embraces us. And as we try to apologize, he stops us. He kills the calf. He goes and gets the ring. He goes and gets the robe and says, you're my son. You're my daughter. 
come back and let's rejoice. Let's eat. The Father says, let me bring restoration to your life. Let me bring total forgiveness to your life. You know, God says, when you return, He says, let me give total provision to your life. But church, our part is to turn from our way of living and to start walking in His way. Would you do that today? Would you turn your hearts back to God and, and, and make a decision to, to, to try your best to do the Word? God knows we're not perfect, but He looks at our heart. Do you know Jesus? Have you given your heart to Jesus? Really, have you? Today, turn your heart to the Lord. It says, if you will just believe in your heart, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead. You will be saved. Would you do that? Is your life falling apart? Do you need prayer for your marriage, for your finances, for your health, for your kids, for your job? Step out this morning. Let us pray with you. Let us do the word of God and lay our hands upon the sick and let's see the sick recover. Let's turn our hearts to God in our work, in our jobs, in our lives. Really turn our hearts to the Lord and do the word of God and see God restore our life. This morning, would you step out and let us pray with you? Just want to encourage you right now where you are. Step out. Those that are ministering with me, come on down. Just want to open up the altar to you to step out right now as we sing.